0: You're listening to the STEM Carriers podcast of the STEAMIT project. In this podcast series, we put a spotlight on STEM carriers by introducing students to STEM professionals with amazing and inspiring carriers. My name is Vanessa James from European Schoolnet and the STEAMIT project. In this episode, I'll be talking with Francis Trobe, a marine data expert and senior data and communication officer at European Marine Observation and Data Network. Francis. Thank you for being here with us today and for sharing your experience on your job and career with teachers and students. I would like to start by asking to briefly introduce yourself and tell us more about your background and uh, your current job.
1: Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the introduction. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy uh, to be here together with you to indeed uh, just uh, answer a couple of your questions. Well, on your first question, um, I'll just give a very brief, although I want to not uh, be too concise, uh, overview of, uh, let's say, my my professional career, which is uh, maybe a bit more important than just the job I'm doing now, because it it had a lot of uh, different aspects uh, that might Uh, be of interest for for this uh, stem audience Um, so i received a phd in ecology and uh, evolutionary biology at uh, the catholic university of leuven and i was also a postdoctoral research fellow at the center for statistics in ecology environment and conservation at the university of cape town and also in in, uh, collaboration with the south African national biodiversity institute so uh, on that uh, academic level, um, I went on to go working uh, for more than 10 years at the Royal Belgian Institute of Natural Sciences, where I developed a Belgian species list website. And this then was built on top of an online taxonomic database of species occurring in Belgium. Um, so, additionally, I developed a Belgian bioarchaeological inventory subsite. This was an online instrument to discover Belgian archaeozoological information. And uh, at uh, so the the Institute of Natural Sciences in uh, Belgium, I also worked at the Belgian Marine Data Center, where then my work was focused on uh, data standardization and normalization, front-end and back-end developments, and also server-side configurations. So what uh, you can hear a little bit is actually from uh, being a biologist from, uh, from training and being really into science and doing a PhD, I bit converted more into the, the data world, let's say, where, where uh, web development and databases and all those things concerned uh, took more and more of my interest. And actually, uh, at this point, where I'm now working for uh, eModNet, as you introduced uh, me, I'm uh, now working as a a data and a communication officer, where I'm actually, again, combining, uh, let's say, my scientific background together with my, uh, uh, let's say, interest and expertise in IT.
0: Great. Um, Well, it's very interesting that uh, you're combining these two interests of yours. And uh, I'm wondering if there is a specific um, educational uh, or formal or non-formal experience or um, a personal experience that inspired you to uh, to combine these two fields and to go that direction
1: well yes, I was always interested in in both science and technology so. Uh, on an academic level, or let's say just uh, being in in high school, I always wanted to become a biologist. It was this was yeah my most favorite uh, topic of the week, together with the other sciences, but biology most. And then, besides that, at home when when we just were starting to get a computer, and then there was uh, the internet becoming more and more accessible at home with low bandwidth connections, so I could just. Not stop uh, creating my first web pages, so just uh, and running those HTML pages on, on Netscape, Internet Explorer from from back in the days. Um, so it was a, a bit of a natural evolution. I was fascinated by then dynamic web pages. Then there's this database that that holds all the information and all. All the data in in a kind of a structured way. This is also interested. So while I was doing my PhD, I then at that point saw that I really wanted to to go into that direction as well. And um, yeah, the opportunity to just follow evening classes or, or what you would call night school, if if that's uh, something you understand. So that's uh yeah, that's just something that 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 all evolves very naturally, and then. Um, so that's, yeah, that's always been a bit my, my, my dream to, to have this combination of both, uh, science and and, then, and technology.
0: Well, it's, it's an amazing thing, uh, when you can do a job that can combine both, um, both uh, sciences and technology, and I'm wondering, in uh, in your past experiences or in the job you're doing right now, uh, what were the what were or what are the skills needed uh, to do what you're doing? Uh, are they specific, specific? Sorry, uh, personal and uh, professional and technical skills that uh, you needed to develop. Uh, develop. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, on a, on a let's say personal skills. Uh, well it's something you don't yeah, really develop it's a bit what you what you have but I'm definitely like I say a team player um, because there's on the one hand you you have to listen to others so to hear what they want but then also you have to yeah take the lead sometimes and just say like look we're, we're gonna develop it like this because of this and this but then yeah then that's definitely a, a good asset uh, then well, I'm always motivated to do things, and, and I have this can-do attitude. Uh, because sometimes, yeah, the toks, tasks, I would say, can be well, daunting of not, not always that easy. It need, need, needs time to to dig into it, to look for the best solution, and it's something you, yeah, sometimes just have to do on your own. But that's yeah, something you need to be motivated to do it. Um, and of course, that goes hand in hand with being uh, creative or uh, you know having inventive solutions. Uh, to be uh, adaptable, versatile, and yeah, in the end, you need to be of course also accurate because things uh, yeah can break if you don't follow you know all the specifications that are needed to, to have a let's say yeah to have a, a web application up and running. Then there again, then on the professional skills, which goes uh, yeah goes along. So you need to have a good good insight in web architecture, uh, database administration, also yeah software management, uh, software engineering, um, and then yeah everything is also related on on how you how you show what you're creating. So um, just to be a bit. Uh, have a bit knowledge of the front end, so what the user will see at the end uh, as a web page, page or an application. Of course, that's also a benefit. Just to have that interest, it's of course a very specific skill set as well. But just to have that interest in, uh, in let's say, the user experience and user interface uh, design is, is yeah, is also something that's very useful.
0: If you're interested in um in a field like yours, uh, that is uh, related to technology and that is always evolving, is uh, keep being interested, uh, keep uh, for checking the newest trends, and keep learning about these trends. Um, and yes, and if uh, if so, do you have maybe any other advice for them?
1: Yes, well, yeah, it's that. It's uh yeah, keep keep looking for new trends. There are many ways on how you could do that. Uh, there are sometimes these. Uh, yeah, uh forums or, or uh, yeah annual meetings of of uh, people who are really developing those trends and who then we will, will give a talk and just talk about what what the latest uh, uh evolution in, in let's say programming language uh, web development visualizations uh, gis and so on and so on are and and that's that's good to yeah to to keep that abreast and then just to to follow that uh, and then, yeah, another advice is never lose, yeah, let's say your curiosity um, or just also your your uh, creativity, because uh, with the tools available at this point and and in the future you will be able to do yeah, even more than maybe people will will think of today. Um, and it's also there where I where I kind of discovered that. There is this gap between, let's say, the science on the one hand, where people, as scientists, are collecting data and uh, just in a specific field, and then there's the a new trend uh, for open data and and uh, yeah, and just having data accessible. That that this there is this gap in between, and I I'm yeah actually at this point trying to bridge that gap where you just have this um, yeah a position where you can communicate on the data because you know a bit what you're talking about I assume and also then uh, on, on let's say the the, the ways on te- let's say the technical um, aspects on, on how to uh, offer the data to to the yeah, to the wider audience
0: Thank you very much Francis for your time and uh, and for all your good advice and your inspiring story and uh, yes thank you very much. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, it was an honor.